Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I gave thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Indeed, it is right for me to think this way about all of you, because I have you in my heart, and you are all partners with me in grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defence of the confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness. How deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment, so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And the second reading from 4, 10 to 23. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. You were in fact concerned about me but lacked the opportunity to show it. I don't say this out of need for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. I know how to make do with little, and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Still, you did well by partnering with me in my hardship. And you Philippians know that in the early days of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you send gifts for my need several times. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that is increasing to your account. But I have received everything in full, and I have an abundance. I am fully supplied, having received from Ephroditus what you provided, a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send your greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Thank you, William. And again, thanks for the great privilege it is to be here and to begin this particular uh, topical series. Uh, looking at joy in the book of Philippians. How would you define partnership? Here's one definition, but I think it's rather good. 
although it's a bit long. <laughs> Decisionanalysis.com says, partnership means at least two people or organisations being in a relationship that is more than just transactional, where one person cares about, supports and provides value to the other and vice versa in order to achieve beneficial outcomes. But I think it's a good decision, a good uh, definition to actually summarise partnerships. So think about ones that you've been exposed to or know of or maybe involved with. Business partnerships, partnerships in families, in marriages, in relationships, in governments and between governments, in groups, including in churches and between churches. And so we begin this sermon series, uh, goes over the next six weeks, looking at the letter of Paul to the church in Philippi, noting the words rejoice and joy, and you'll see it right at the beginning, right at the end, as uh, William read. It's going to highlight what we should be giving joy for, the activities we're giving joy for, and beginning here with partnerships, both at the beginning and at the end of the letter. As we have partnership with you, and you have partnership with us and with our other churches where we served for 16 years, taking the good news of Jesus to a world that needs to know him in uh, four different nations in Asia. But as I talk about our partnerships, you and with us, I also want you to see that there are, notice there are partnerships around you at this church here in Janali. As you've sent others out to other nations, as you've sent others out to other states, or locally, or other suburbs, to share the good news. And you have partnerships in your growth groups, you have partnerships with the youth and with the children, you have partnerships with adult work, you have partnerships with people who work the sound and the light, as these two experts are doing really well. A partnership with the people who sing and lead us in singing uh, and in music, those who serve us for um, food before and afterwards at church. And so what I say about the Hadfields, I also want you to think about how partnerships fits in with all the partnerships you are involved with, personally here on a Saturday or during the week. Think about those partnerships and the joy that they give you both to receive and also to give. Now, the way that a person begins something can often set the scene for what will follow. 16 years ago, uh, Narelle and I and our daughter Beth came here in 2007 and we had our first visit to Denali Anglican Church to begin that partnership of being linked missionaries with you. And I took some photos and here they are. Things have changed, haven't they? Even buildings have changed. There we go. I think there's one more. Yes, there it is. So we've changed, the building has changed, but the gospel has not. The gospel of good news of Jesus and our teaching of the Bible so we get to know Jesus has been here in Janali operating and in Asia where we have gone. And you've promised to pray for us, and you did. You promised to send provisions, and you did. You promised to send people, and you have. So just like Paul in the Philippian church, as you begin... So we have continued up to this point, and we will pray that you'll continue to serve world mission past the Hadfields. And these highlight our four points that we've got here today. Partners, verses 1 and 2 of chapter 1. Partners in prayer, verses 3 to 11. Partners in provision, chapter 4, 10 to 18. And partners with people, 18 to 23. 
And I want you to note that the first two are longer than the last two. What happened at the beginning of Paul's ministry in Philippi set the scene for what happened afterwards. So Paul went to Philippi, a city in modern-day Europe, as a result of a vision. A man from Macedonia was calling him over into Europe. So Paul turns up in Philippi, finds no Jewish synagogue, no Jewish men gathering, only a handful of women meeting together. And God, through Paul, converts one rich lady called Lydia, who takes Paul in for a meal, and they begin a house church there. Paul stops a group of entrepreneurs who are making money out of a girl, young girl, who can tell fortunes. Paul casts out that demon and upset the handlers. The handlers then set thugs onto Paul. That causes a riot and a flogging and a jail sentence for Paul. There was also an earthquake and the conversion of a jailer and his family. All that happened in just a few days. Paul eventually leaves the city quietly after the officials are in a spin discovering that Paul is a Roman citizen and they have put him uh, in prison without a trial. That's the beginning of the church at Philippi. And what happened at the beginning set the scene for what happened thereafter. The church at Philippi continued to grow numerically and spiritually despite persecution and became a wonderful example of what a church should be, working very and numerous partnerships, bringing joy and glory to God and to those involved in that partner, those partnerships. What a beginning. Now, the beginning in the middle of the Hadfield times at churches were also very challenging, and we are very grateful that you prayed. Each time we ask you to pray specifically, and pray you did. Beth, at the age of 13, caught dengue and typhoid at the same time, and was put in hospital, and you prayed. I came down with a case of amoebic dysentery and we asked you to pray. I still remember the pain in my gut. In 2009, bombs in Jakarta killed nine people and injured more than 50, one of whom was our church member and another uh, injured person was a friend of ours that we got to share the gospel with later on because you prayed and God was good. There was another bombing in Jakarta while we were there in 2016, almost killing one of our church members. Johan was critically injured, and you prayed, and he's still alive today. Then we moved to Hong Kong, where there were huge protests and violent demonstrations right in front of where we lived, as the mainland Chinese government cracked down on dissent. We know why it's called tear gas, because there was a police station across the road from where we lived and where church was, and it wafted up, and you, you cry. That's why it's called tear gas. Then, as we moved to Singapore and Laos, a global pandemic began, and you prayed. There were dangers for 16 years, but as we left each of our locations, we gave joy uh, to, and thanks to God for the joy that we received involved in those churches. And thanks to God for you, because you prayed. brings us to our first point. Who are the partners in the church in Philippi? We read about them in verses 1 and 2 and see if you can count how many partners there are in this group. Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, including overseers and, deacon, overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. How many? Seven. That's how many I count. Anyway, Paul and Timothy, all the saints. 
overseas and deacons, all these really important people, including the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Paul and Timothy were both important to the early church, but both of whom are very different. One was apostle, the other challenged to be an evangelist. One was bold, the other was timid. One was strong, one was a little weak in the stomach. One was old, one was young. They were different in tasks and personalities, but both servants of Christ, both partners with one another and with God and with Jesus and the, in the gospel. See, God calls all sorts and types of different people together to work together in partnerships. Different backgrounds, different cultures, different genders, different sizes, different shapes, different gifts, different ages, all brought together in partnership. To all rejoice in the partnership as well as work in those partnerships. So there are two partners. The next one that I mentioned are the saints. Notice here that Paul is writing to live Christians, not dead ones. People like you and me. Ordinary people, and yet we are different because we're Christ's people. We belong to him, and we're here to serve him. So we're called saints, holy ones, by Paul and God. The next two partners mentioned are overseers or bishops, another word, way to translate it, and deacons, the leaders of the church. And notice plural, leaders, overseers and deacons. Church should not be just a one-person ministry, but a many-people ministry, many partnerships. Church is not a spectator sport like soccer, where 22 people on the field running around and thousands yelling support or abuse. But church is a, like an orchestra, where people have uh, different instruments, but we all play together in harmony, in partnership, making beautiful music together. Next two partners are Christ Jesus and the Father. And notice in these verses how many times Jesus is mentioned. Just in two verses, it's three times. He is very important as a membership, a partner membership in a church. Without Jesus and God the Father, there will be no divine partnership, just human partnerships. But God and Jesus bring to the partnership the vital components of grace, a free, unmerited gift of love and forgiveness, restoration of broken relationships, Friends rather than being enemies. And, more importantly, that forgiveness that is ongoing when partners let one another down, as we all do. And because they are God the Father and Jesus God the Son, then they're going to be sustaining over a long term because they are from eternity to eternity, even to the end return of Jesus. Having introduced the partners... The first two verses, we then see our second point, the partners in prayer. This is what partners do. They pray. So verses 3 to 8, we read how much these partners prayed for one another, cared for one another. Verse 5, from the first day until now and into the forever, until the day of Christ Jesus. And again, listen to the language of how much they love one another, the joy they have in relationship. I give thanks for every remembrance of you, verse 3, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer. And verse 7, I have you in my heart. And verse 8, how deeply I miss you with the affection of Jesus. See, the partners here demonstrated with joy and love in prayer. These are partners that don't simply say the word, I care, but they do something about it. They're active in their care and prayer for one another in those whom with their partnership. 
And they support those fellow partners, close up or at a distance, through prayer. So how do you show your care for your partners that you have here in Janali Church? Those who are local partners within the church or just the nearby suburbs or those further away? How do you demonstrate your care and, partner and partnership for one another? How do you pray for them? Who do you pray for? Who can you approach today after church and thank them for them serving you or those who are serving, thanking those who came here and that they allowed you to be partners with them in this way? In our 16 years of Asia, you supported us in our three missionary journeys. As we ended our time in each country, you had a chance to stop your support of us as we moved to the next country. But you didn't. Thank you. Not all of our churches did that. But you wanted to support us personally and the gospel where we took it to a world that needs to know Jesus through international churches. You actively prayed and supported All Saints Jakarta, St Andrew's Kowloon in Hong Kong, St George's in Singapore, the Church of the Holy Spirit in Vientiane, the capital city of Laos, and the Anglican Relief and Development Agency in Laos. We thank you. We really do. Norella and I can genuinely say we give thanks to our God for every remembrance of you. We thank God with joy in the past and the present partnerships from the first day in 2007 until now in 2023. It sounds like a long time, isn't it? And we know the joy that that has given us. And we hope that we've given you some joy as well as you've heard of uh, answers to prayer. And we continue to pray for you as we pray you will for us, even just less now, until the day of Christ Jesus. We praise God with joy for our partnership, even though at times we know that you as a church and individually have gone through difficulties. Now, getting this new building was difficult, but there's also been personal tragedies and church tragedies too. In fact, the mark of being a Christian is joy, even in the midst of struggles. Joy in all circumstances. That's why Paul uses the word joy as opposed to happiness here. Happiness is different to joy. Happiness is that feeling of pleasure that can quickly pass when circumstances change. But joy is a firm trust in the Lord's goodness despite the circumstances. That's why you've asked, we've asked you to pray for us and joy in our difficult circumstances. Paul's writing to the Philippians, even though he's in prison facing death, he's still writing with joy because he knows of the partnership that the Philippians have had with him and with God. Because it isn't easy, is it, to have joy in the midst of difficult partnerships or difficult circumstances. As Merrill said, having to leave Singapore and without a job uh, and without a home, it's not easy. I haven't always been joyful. But there have been good bits, as I mentioned earlier, about coming back and being here with my father. And that's why prayer is wonderful. Because you can pray for us, even though we we're overseas and didn't know exactly what's going on. We could pray for you, even though we didn't know exactly what's going on. Because God knows what's exactly going on in our lives. Prayers are actions of practical love and care. And as we pray for people more and more, we get closer to them. Our heart yearns for them more and more. So thank you for praying. And do keep out for those that now will be uh, sent out or have been sent out by you. 
Let me to give you an example of someone we ask you to pray for, how God answered those prayers. <clears throat> Excuse me. In May 2017, we ask you to pray for George. As a result of your prayers and God's work, George became a Christian. He was prepared for baptism by me, and Narelle and I prepared him and his now wife, Mercy, uh, Macy, rather, and you see the two of them there. And after a difficult pregnancy, uh, they have now a baby, Mina. And they still train guide dogs, which is why a guide dog is in this picture. That's their way of uh, giving partnership with the community around them. God heard your prayers. God was at work and he answered those prayers. George and Macy and Mina, thank you. And so do Rel and I. In verses 9 to 11, <clears throat> Paul writes out a prayer, a prayer for love and for truth. Now, partners always need love and we always need wisdom. Notice that he prays that their love will overflow, love will grow, filling up like a cup and overflowing in love. And notice, too, that Paul doesn't actually say the direction of the love. Is it towards God? Is it towards one another? Is it towards the community? Well, in fact, friends, it's all of those. It's love everywhere. That's what Paul prays for the Philippians in their partnership. And we are grateful that you've prayed for us, for our love to actually be shown more and more. In fact, all your partners around you that you're involved with, that's a great thing to... Thanks very much, James. That's a great thing to pray for, love and for wisdom. We all need it. Working together with uh, one another in partnership is, and with God is like a four-legged race with three people in it. Us and the other person in the partnership or the other organisation and Jesus in the middle. There's going to be some stumbles along the way, but the more we practice, the more we coordinate, the more we have love and wisdom, the better we will go as we coordinate that partnership until the day that Jesus re returns. And as we look to him, Jesus in the centre, and that forgiveness and learn for him about service, the better partners we will be. So that's why it's great to pray for love and for wisdom. Now, we've heard about the partners who they are and the partners in prayer, and in these last few moments, partnership in provision and partnership in people. And so we turn to the end of the letter, chapter 4. Firstly, partners in provision. The Philippian church had given money personally to Paul, and they gave money to Paul that he was collecting for the starving in Jerusalem, the Jewish Christians in Jerusalem who were undergoing a famine. And the church kept giving there in Philippi, even though they were poor and when no other churches were giving. And for that, Paul greatly rejoiced in their generosity. Narelle, Beth and I rejoice greatly in the Lord's generosity through you and the support of provisions that you gave us even if you didn't know you had. For every year, for 15 years, we received Christmas gifts from Denali Anglican Church. You fed us with special foods like Vegemite and lolly snakes and breakfast cereals, which were so expensive overseas. We caught up on Aussie TV with Australian content DVDs in those days. And most wonderful of all, you sponsored our daughter, an orca whale. She loved orcas, yeah, orca whales. We were sent birthday cards and gifts by you. And every time we returned to Australia to renew our face-to-face -face partnership, it was usually Janali Church that went, uh, that arrived in the house before we arrived, 
cleaned the house, made the beds, and put food into the fridge and to the pantry. Janali was the best linked missionary church we had. In fact, in CMS office, there are churches lining up, or missionaries lining up to be linked with Janali Church because you are so good. Thank you. Your support has kept us in Asia for 16 years, provided for in provisions. You've looked after us. And the money you've given hasn't directly gone to us because we've been paid by our churches, but it's gone to other missionaries so that they could take the gospel to the world. But now we're back and we have no job. CMS have given us a house and a little living allowance, and that's because, again, because of your giving to CMS and then to us. And they're going to look after us until summer school uh, next year. So please keep giving to World Mission as we leave, but others continue to go. That's a great way of supporting in provision. And do continue to provide here for Janali Church by giving, because it needs money too to keep going. Finally, uh, Paul talks with the Philippian church about how they were partners in people. They had support, uh, personally supported Paul by sending one of their members, Epaphroditus. And you're going to learn more about him in another week. We read in chapter 4, verse 10, that Paul, uh, receiving these provisions and the people, caused Paul to rejoice greatly in the partnership. And in verse 18, they built the Epaphroditus built money and himself to bring uh, thanks to Paul and good work to Paul and good news to Paul, as well as praise to God. Partners help one another with personnel. And we've had a number of people from Denali Church visit us in all of our locations. It was a delight, it really was. It strengthened our partnership with you in people and in provisions. And again, thank you for sending people out into the mission field among you. Chris and Steph Overhaul, Miriam Bradshaw, Mal and Leanne, Brenton and Mel Kilby, and Tian and the, J, uh, the JMAP program. Thank you. And Janali Anglican Church needs more people to volunteer, to host, to teach, to lead, especially with the children's ministry and the youth ministry. SRE as well. Need more men in youth ministry and men and women in partnership in uh, groups, in growth groups. Serving is a great way to grow and to receive joy and to give joy to the many partnerships we have here at church. So finally, as you began your partnership with us 16 years ago, so you have continued and we've enjoyed and rejoiced in that partnership even till now. And for that, Narell and Beth and I and CMS Australia and the churches in All Saints Jakarta and in St Andrews, Kowloon and at St George's Singapore and the Church of Holy Spirit in Vientiane and Laos and the Anglican Relief and Development Agency and all the people who've become Christians and all those who have grown in their Christian faith and all those who have taken the gospel to another part of the world because you prayed and supported us, we all thank you, thank you for your partnership in the gospel for a world that needs to know Jesus. So let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for my brothers and sisters in Christ. And we thank you for their faithfulness to Narelle and Beth and I as we've gone out into the world to share the good news of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for answering our prayers. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the way you've sustained both us and this church. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the people who have become Christians or grown in their faith. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have been faithful. And so, Father, thank you for our partnership 
but we are even more are grateful for our partnership with you, with the divine member, the middle person of the, th the four-legged race. And so we thank you, Heavenly Father, for your generosity to us in Christ Jesus and the privilege and joy of being partners in the gospel from the first day until now. And keep us strong in Christ until he returns. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, everyone.